Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from December the 17th, 1988. Holy crap, we are almost at the end of 88. We started this in 85. Oh, let's welcome back Doc, though, because the three amigos are back in the saddle all together. Uh, Doc, what's up? How you doing, man? Well, I'm doing all right, man. We're we're out here living, laughing, and loving, right? I mean, you know, we are quarantined, stay at home, and I got to tell you, I was going to be gone another week. Did you know that? I didn't know that. That's nice of you to tell me that now. But I'm well, glad I was, I was, I was off working on the vaccine in a lab, <laughs> and I listened to last week's show, and I heard how terrible Mike Crockett was. <laughs> And how he was killing the show, and I was like, I got to get back. And so I was, I was almost done with the equation that they needed to do the vaccine. All I had to do was carry the one, but I just dropped my pencil and took off. I was like, fuck it, I got to go. I got to. Harper needs me. Yeah, help. He got stuck. You couldn't even get him Lance Von Erich, dude. You gave him Chris. (laughs) That was what the fuck. That was messed up, Doc. (laughs) Where's Lance been? Uh, Lance has been. Lance is still doing the world class shows with me. Those drop all the time. Whatever. He's doing good. Lance is doing good. He's still working, man. He's he's out oh, there well, busting his butt. Yeah, he's 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 working. He's hanging in there. But uh, hey, he I've, couldn't I, I have show. stumbled across something that I didn't. I would have never thought about or done had it been not been for this virus. Okay, I'm waiting. That's where you ask what. That's what, how what? a conversation goes, you introverted piece of shit. <laughs> okay, go ahead. What? Dude, beer and booze delivery. Wow. I had four cases of beer come to my house today. That's Just, cool. Yeah, you order online and they deliver it. And last week we ordered like $250 worth of shit. And I drank all of it. I got to tell you, if uh, I survived this virus, I got to go to rehab. How, how much is the uh, delivery charge? Like 15 bucks. Oh, fuck. Yeah, but I ordered four cases of beer. Stone cold alcoholic, like I've always said on this show. <sighs> I just go to Circle K and get it. Fuck it. Well, that's what I've always done, too. But I am not trying to get... I'm not trying to get... The 
the the COVID, dude. You just gotta wear the mask and wear some gloves. Or a condom. Hopper, don't don't tell him nothing. Don't tell him nothing. He's showing his privilege right now, is what he's doing. I ordered two hundred and fifty dollars of beer and I didn't mind paying the fifteen dollar delivery charge. That's yeah, nice, really. Doc. There's people with a lot of problems in this world. Yeah, fifteen dollars. Just... That's almost a thirty pack of natty light. <laughs> tell him. Well, I, I'm just saying if you have the the means, then I mean, what's the problem? So now, and, uh, we've, been, we've been doing this for a few minutes here. Harper, uh, you've had, you know, a frustrating time lately. Um, how are you doing tonight? Fuck, I, I guess fine. It's a wake up. It's like, all right, now what? Yeah. Now um, what? It's bad down there in New Orleans, isn't it? I guess, yeah. I mean, you can't do shit. But they got bars here. Some, they got labeled as fucking grocery stores and, and that's how they're selling off all their fucking uh all their beer and their and their shit i mean that's i guess it. that's like to me that's fair to that business though i mean as yeah. long as you limit the amount of people going in there and you don't have 300 patrons in a little small ass bar i mean i guess that's fair to that business to allow them to sell beer i mean I, that that feels right. Buy a six pack. They got it like in six packs, and they got like the like the swamp room reopened, and they're selling all their meat, all their like the condiments and everything. Everything wow. must go exactly. So, were you I, bored enough, Harper, to watch WrestleMania? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Brody, nothing about you. Right. <laughs> computers or technology <laughs> go ahead hopper I, I watched it for like five minutes and it's just it, it was who's the who's the new king of the ring baron that guy's oh okay, corbin yeah, yeah it's him in it was him versus the guy that plays the guitar uh elias okay. yeah and it was just like it's like if I was a kid and I didn't think this was fake, I would watch this. Be like, yeah, this is fucking. What the fuck is this? Well, I have one of those in my house, and when John Cena match came on, he looked at me at the end and said he started crying and ran to his room. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what that was, and then wouldn't watch the Brock match. And then I finally got him to, and he likes Brock, and then Brock got beat. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's like watching a practice match. Harper, mm, I, 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 I told Doc that I was like, because my wife actually w saw some of it uh, when I had it on, and she was like, "That's got to be hard." I'm like, "Not really." I said, "When you are in school, wrestling school, you mm -hmm. do this all the time, so." You kind of get used to it, but I said you never expect that to be televised as something that you would then put a product on television. So like, it's like watching them train at at, at a Wildcat. You just they just watch they just doing their matches. It except it's a little more emphatic because they are actually like selling and they are like acting like a crowd is there, which is the most bizarre thing. But yeah, you kind of do that. that in training matches. Some like I know we used to do that in training matches. Like we would 
sell to the crowd and act like the crowd was there. But I mean, it's still not the same thing because there's no goddamn crowd there. So it's it's just the most bizarre thing. Doc's still trying to get me to watch whatever happened with Cena. I didn't see it. I, I'm I'll make time for I don't it even, eventually. I don't really even know how to explain it. It ain't wrestling based on everything I heard. So that's why I'm like, it's like that, the Boneyard match. I did see that. Like, it's not wrestling. It made the Boneyard match look like Flair and Steamboat, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's impressive in a way, but... uh, It is. It's just not wrestling. I mean, like, I don't know how you even... Like, anybody who's... Like, I don't know if any... I haven't listened to any shows yet that have talked about it. All I know is if you... If you critique it and talk about it in terms of wrestling, you're not even reviewing wrestling. It's not a wrestling. It is. There's nothing about that Boneyard match. And again, I haven't seen the Cena thing yet. That's wrestling. So, like, how do you even go, hey, here's my thoughts on that? It's not wrestling. I, Mrs. I don't know. Mrs. Doc watched it. And she, she looked at me at one point. She goes, is a match going to start soon? I was like, I, 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 I don't know. I don't even want to talk about it. Can we talk about NWA and other stuff like that? That That's what we're here oh, for. You know, I love, I've been watching this classic wrestling because, you know, I mean, we're stuck in the house. There ain't no sports. Families, we're, we're about, what, four weeks into this, so we're all real sick of each other and don't like each other. So everybody just <laughs> goes to their corner of the house. Yeah. So, I mean, shit, I got, I got a hard drive full of wrestling that I got a while back. I got the network. All right, well, let me do this, and then I'll throw it to you for Docaholic Spotlight. Special I shout out no to Docaholic Spotlight. You're lucky I'm here, so you might as well oh. just keep on going. All right, special shout out to Cla- uh, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassy, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, Joe Ice. Thank you very much for your patronage and your contributions every single month. And then, as far as the new Patreon members, Damon Jones. Thank you for signing up on Patreon. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Anthony Goldman sent me a nice note. Talks about how much he loves what we all do here. So. Neil Williamson, thank you for becoming a Patreon member as well. And um, also, I know we've lost quite a few Patreon members due to the pandemic. I've got numerous messages about that and people who have reached out to me. I just want to say, don't even worry about it. There's a lot going on in this world. Um, I mean, take care of yourselves, your family during this thing. That's the most important thing. So there's that. But if you did sign up like Damon, Anthony, Neil, Thank you very much and all for and to all the Patreon members out there who have continued their patronage. Thank you very much. Now, let's talk some Saturday night on TBS. How does that sound? We are talking NWA from December 17th, 1988. Uh let me scroll down to my notes. So, we we go straight from the opening to the ring to the first match. So, we don't even get like a formal opening. We'll get that in a second. And the first match ends up being Jim Cornette's Midnight Express who defeat Mike Samani and Bob Emery as expected. Corny yaps most of the match. Doc, anything from the opening match? You know, look at look here on the screen as we're coming in. They're entering the ring, and these these get ups that Bobby and Stan are wearing. Look at Stan right there. Push, go back, go back a few seconds and push pause. Well, I'm gonna have to go go back ten, which is really eight, uh, but I'll, pause, I'll press pause. Okay, so these two cocksmuckers look like security at like medieval times in Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, stands is the worst because it's the snaps on the sides. It it looks so dumb, but glorious at the same time. Right, right. You think you like Bobby, Bobby's is actually a jacket. Um, stands is just a like a what do they call that a poncho? What was that thing you throw? It's over like you? a poncho that like yeah. buttons on the side. 
I thought Harper and I talked about this a while back. It's like a silk yeah. poncho. It's like a silk cross between a silk poncho and breakaway pants for the NBA. <laughs> Harper said. Harper like said, do you, "Do you think you still have? He still has it." Sure, why not? I bet you Corny does. Go ahead, Harper. What are you saying? No, we said he fucking looks like he's in a Mardi Gras crew. That's right. That's exa- That's exactly what that looks like. Uh, like a like it's made out of the, the crap that the Mardi Gras outfits are made out of. Yeah. Uh, all no right. More, I bet there ain't no Mardi Gras ever again either. I know, huh? Oh, they'll have Thanks. it next year. Mm. How much would it many take? For, how, okay, watch this one, Mike. How much money would it take for you to get on an airplane right now? They don't. They, they the 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 U.S. cannot mint enough money for me to get on a plane right now. I, I would have to be in a bubble like that fucking bubble boy kid. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Hopper, I, I, I thought about that like two weeks Bruh, ago. You remember it would be like everyone made fun of, oh, you fucking, you're the bubble boy. Oh, you little fucking fag in a bubble. He was the smartest motherfucker fucking out of a fucking everybody. He was ready for a pandemic, man. Yeah. You know, for this shit. you know, it has crossed my mind recently that maybe this is a Native American plot to get <laughs> us back for the smallpox that we brought them. This is how the or this is how the Indians must have felt when we were ravaging their lands with blankets. Yeah, but the technology wasn't there, so they couldn't quarantine. They were just taking the blankets and getting the smallpox. That's messed up, Doc. Hey, man, you just go in your teepee and wait this shit out. No, dude. Slaughter you a big buffalo and chew on that bitch for six months and let the thing pass over. Can I tell you something? I haven't told you this off air. I actually um, have a Native American friend <laughs> that said the same thing you just said. Said, my ancestors are getting y'all back. Come on. <laughs> I was like, That's what? Not I'm not, not saying any names or anything because. Uh, all right. Uh, any other thoughts no, no, on the Midnight not, Express? Well, aren't we about to see the, uh, you think Bar- uh, Brad Armstrong was in the back going, hey, why are you using my finisher? No. Okay. Um, we're back. When do we get the corny bo- inset box on the on the screen here during this? It already that happened. Like, yeah, it was way too big. Uh, the production base. This guy's hair is a disaster. This jobber. Yeah, this it, motherfucker. He looks like a fucking. He's like the guitar player from Survivor or something. Ugh. <laughs> that guy. That guy looks like Dwight Yoakam and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't have anything. I need to match. shave that shit off. Yeah, that's a real baby face move that he's doing over there right now, where Stan's just choking the man with a camera cable. I thought that was very classy. Uh, any other thoughts on this match, Hopper? Nah. Back when the baby faces were good guys, everything was airtight, brother. Anyway. It was airtight. Um, okay, wait, hold on. That's what I wanted to get to. Watch Stan coming up right here. Oh, if you're a Patreon member, watch Stan coming up right here. Here it is. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. He, he, he dick dancing, Hopper. He, he found something out there. <laughs> Did he just... Here it comes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you know what that's like? 
it's almost like his ball was stuck to his leg and he was trying to shake <laughs> <laughs> exactly. it. Nice. He was sitting there making sure that sucker hung and swung the way he was dancing. But anyway, all right. So we go past the Midnight Express finally do win this thing. Uh, it, it went on for far too long, but they end up, they do win. Uh, Bobby and Stan hit that new finisher that they've been doing. I guess I can still call it new, even though it's not. And then we go straight to the, to the formal opening of the show, Tony and JR formally open the show and they tell us what to expect today. JR says we will hear and see the following folks. Lex Luger, Junkyard Dog, mm. Rick Steiner, Eddie Gilbert, Bam Bam Bigelow, The Commandos, The Varsity Club, and more. And of course, uh, if you are a Patreon member at tinyurl.com slash BTT, you probably already listened to our Clash of the Champions review where JYD... Uh, I guess you could say made a debut there. He did a, a promo and whatnot. So we got to hear from JYD there and see him do a little bit of a run in doc, anything from the opening or can I keep going to the next match? That, that fat bastard did no such thing as a run in. He waddled in there. Well, maybe so, but we'll get to that later on. So save, save your JYD thoughts until then. Uh, Hopper, anything from the opening or can I keep it moving? Nah, bro. All right. So then we go to the Russian assassins. They defeat Italian Stallion and Terry Jones. Now, remember, they talk about this during the match. If the Russians lose at Starcade to Ivan and it's now JYD because Nikita Koloff has left because his wife is sick, the Russians will have to unmask and Paul Jones' career will be over. Um, the Russian assassins, again, have to rely on the loaded mask to defeat these guys. And that's all I had. Doc, anything from this? No. Well, they didn't say why uh, Ivan's not there, huh? They um, didn't give a, an explanation. You mean Nikita? Yeah. No, they don't. They don't say what happens to Nikita. We just know now what what happened. But Ivan mentions during the Clash Clash Four up on our Patreon feed that he it's it's going to be him and JYD at Starcade '88. That's nice. Yeah. It's. It's the it's it's a terrible match, but we'll get there when we talk Starcade. Uh, something else that's funny about the the clash we did: Italian Stallion and Doctor Death have a 15 minute long match at at the clash mm. that we just did, and I'll leave it at that. And we won't say anything more. Go go become a Patreon member. You can hear me and Crockett. Good Lord, try to review that match. Anyway, well, to- and did I say this? I may have said this a few weeks ago, but the Russian assassins are the Bruise Brothers of the NWA. Worse. Okay, so look at Paul Jones here. When did Paul Jones go from, like, evil South African diamond mine exploitation guy into mid-level corporate manager in finance? Hopper? I don't know. About, what, two weeks ago? Because he's wearing a white shirt with a normal-looking tie instead of, like, chaps or a Hitler get-up or some sort of, you know... Ivory Harvester in, in Zimbabwe or some shit. I, I hate talking bad about Paul Jones. Because that's he's, nice. Because he's he had Dead. that good run with the island. No, that's not it. He had that good run with Pez and I call him the Island of Misfits Toys. But, you know, that run in 86 and the whole thing they did with Boogie and like that, that was some really good and funny stuff. But you're right. He looks like a financial analyst now out there. And the the funny part is like it's just he's he like had, I, I can I can diversify your portfolio once I get my standard commission of forty three percent off the top. Now where's Boogie? 
Boogie's he's gone, gone by this point. Yeah, I think he's been gone. Yeah. Boy, I miss Boogie. I mean, he come no, out I... there acting crazy with that beard and smelling like cigarettes and <laughs> liquor. Go ahead, Hopper. We haven't seen him since he was in a tag team with uh Lasertron. No. No, no. Bugsy. The guy from World Class, yeah. Bugsy. Chris Adams? No, Bugsy McGraw. Yeah. You don't remember that, Doc? Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> he's, he's too drunk already. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on this match, though, Doc? <sighs> Not really. Hopper? No. All right. Well, Doc's about to have some fun here because we have my um, childhood hero, JYD, who defeats Trent Knight. It's JYD's first studio appearance on TBS, and JR puts over JYD and how big of a star he was in the Mid-South area. He doesn't say Mid-South, but, you know, that's the point of reference. JYD wins with the thump. JYD is pretty thick and big. He doesn't look anything like the JYD of 1981-82 that many Mid-South fans are are familiar with. Anyway... I don't have anything to say right now because I'm going to get to the promo in a second and we're going to talk about that. Doc, your thoughts on JYD or you'd wanna, do you want to save it till the promo? Dude, he's a big fat motherfucker. That's nice. <laughs> you're, you're such an asshole. Hey, man, I, I didn't grow up in Mid-South. I don't, I, you know, I, I grew up with the Von Erics and we already got in trouble for saying that they blew their head off all the time. And people got wow. mad at us for that. We got major heat on the YouTube channel about that. Okay. Yeah. I want you to tell. No, (laughs) no, Harper, listen. Oh, darn. Harper, Harper, (laughs) you you, you were part of this too. Doc, I want you to tell, I want you to, when I told you one time I got an email and then I saw some comments on the YouTube channel when we were making fun of Carrie and Kevin in their promos. And I said somebody, there were a bunch of people commented and said, Y'all are disrespecting the Von Erics. What was your response? I know you remember what you told me. I, I don't, but I would say something like they disrespected themselves. That's exactly what you told me. <laughs> anyway, this is not yeah, about I, the Von Erics. Go ahead. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We used to get JYD. He would come in for big cards, and you'd see him every once in a while on TV in Dallas. And I didn't really watch WWE, and he, that's where he went to go, you know, snort Columbia and eat Little Debbie's cakes by the mm-hmm. pallet load. So I didn't have a lot of exposure to him, and he didn't like. I mean, it's not comparable. I understand what he meant to Bid South, but for me, my my token wrestler was Iceman King Parsons. That's nice. Doug. That's what the <laughs> fuck. <laughs> So, I liked Iceman better than JYD. Hopper, deal with this asshole. That's no, nice. I mean, no, I mean, I, well, you know, you like JYD or did you like hanging out with Iceman where he was trying to ride roll on your girl? Yeah. Oh, man. Don't, you don't wear condoms. <laughs> rubbers, is, rubbers is for suckers. <laughs> we were at that restaurant and I'm sitting there with my old lady and, and her friend and He's giving me every signal known to man to ask him to come over to the table. And I said, come on, Ice. I mean, we had just worked the show. He comes over, sits at the table. He starts rapping to my my my, my girlfriend's friend. And, and he's like, brother, 
You better tell her I don't wear no rubbers. Gosh. Nice. He was rolling through world class at the hottest nuclear heat time of the business. (sighs) Dude, Um, he was in the 80s, too, with the whole AIDS epidemic, man. Yeah, no. And he was like, I don't use no rubbers, brother. Ugh. That's nice. Wrestlers. Dude. <laughs> I guess if you, I guess the wrestlers have it made because if you'll fuck a broad, nobody else will fuck it. Lowers your chance of getting AIDS. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> this is the point when Harper's friend Darren goes, "What the hell, man? I mean, what the hell's wrong with y'all no, guys, no. man? This is let me tell you. This is the point where all those people that came over from the from the from corny <laughs> show because they're checking us out need to remember that Mike told all you sons of bitches that you were warned when you hit the down button. <laughs> you heard me this at is, the beginning of that when I said that this, to Jim. This is how we roll. And Corny has no idea what you're talking about because he likes us, but he ain't ever heard us. So <laughs> that's just the way that is. <laughs> He's heard us. He's heard us. He's listened to a few uh, Smoky Mountain shows. I talked to him. Uh, oh, but he, he doesn't have time to watch all of them or listen to all of them. But yes. Anyway, okay. Uh, can we keep going? Because I want to get to JYD right God, now. He he's about as damn unintelligible as Nikita. You can kiss my ass. Let's go to JYD and Jim Ross. Here in the sport, of professional wrestling, a guy I've known a long time, a legitimate superstar in our sport. Excuse me, comrade, for interrupting, but I want to thank Junkyard Dog very much for coming to my aid against the assassins recently. Whenever the little weasel Paul Jones, I had him beat, I was going to finish him off. But these assassins, as usual, come out and attack me from behind. And the reputation this man has over the years as being a good man, a tough man, a man with principle, now I know is true. Junkyard Dog, I put my hand out to you, and I know now down deep in my heart that over the years that you have been one of the tough, uh, toughest oppositions that I've ever had. And I'd like to say... Uh, in return of favor, I'd like to make you honorary citizen of Soviet Union. <laughs> honorary citizen of my country, Soviet Union. Listen to this. You want the dog to go to Soviet Union? Have they got a neighborhood there? Neighborhood? The projects, man. We got projects. You know, the projects, baby. The projects. Oh, project. sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I go, I go, I go. That's all right. You know, I like this man. But I'm going to tell you something. Paul Jones. We need a bone to chew on, and we're going to find ourselves a bone. All right, I'll tell you something. It's going to the big showdown. It's the day after Christmas, JYD. I said you're one of the most the most patriotic men I've ever known, and these two Russians and Jones, I think they stand for everything that you stand against. Well, you know, I grew up hard, Daddy, from North Kakalaka by the way of South Kakalaka. That's close down near Virginia. And I'm telling you time and time again, every dog needs a bone to chew on, and Paul Jones is nothing but the devil. But I'm going to tell you again, Paul Jones, I'm the only man in this natural town to ever kick the devil's door down, and I made his mama frown. And that's what I think about Paul Jones. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the Junkyard Dog and Ivan Koloff, they're geared up and ready for Starcade, and we'll be right back. Don't you go away. All right. <laughs> Doc, your thoughts? Ivan Koloff just said he's the only man who can get you an eight ball. And 14 Dean Dongs at 3.30 in the morning. Come on, bro. That's all you got from that? I like yeah. the North Kakalaki and South Kakalaki. 
Get used to it. Another thing you need to get used to. Every dog needs a bone to chew on, and I found my bone. Get get used to that, too. He should have said he had a bone for that little cutie down on the third row. Jesus Christ. I mean, Harper, was you're a little bit younger than Mike. Was JYD a big deal to you? Yeah. I I mean, I watched him in in, uh, WWE. Yeah, Harper. Harper saw him, and Harper doesn't remember him from early mid south. Yeah, I got the JYD action figure. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking looking at it right now. Harper doesn't remember the lean and mean version of the dog, where the dog was ripped no. and and looked really, really, really good. He don't. Harper don't. Harper doesn't know that. Know about that. Harper knows. Harper knows JYD as as just, a cartoon character, right? In WWF. That's crazy how he just said fuck it and just. Gave up. Yeah. Have you seen the pictures of him, Harper? I've seen the pictures. It's, it's like, holy shit. Ripped. He looks like a full-fledged, like a fucking NFL football player or something. It's, and then it's like, damn, that's fucking junkyard dog. With the beard and shit. With the... He had the beard, the fro. Yeah. Just in... I mean, he doesn't look like a bodybuilder. He's not ripped like that, but he's he looks hip top shape. Yes, he looks like you know if you ever saw. I mean, I guess you could say a bodybuilder during the, almost during the off season when they're just a little smooth and they don't they're not you know quite ripped down like they normally be. But he is jacked. Looks like a million bucks. He can cut promos. He actually can go in the ring a lot better than most people realize because uh, they've only seen him during a certain era. But. It's the the transformation from his body from 1982 to 1984 is ridiculous. He just gets in. He just turns fat. It's very. Bro, sad. This is almost 1989, though. Well, yeah. no, that's what I'm saying. He the 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 weight gain started in like 83. You could first start to see it there, and then by 84 and 85, you're like, okay, he's getting plump, and then it gets even worse by the time he's in, you know, with Vince. Mm. So anyway, and this isn't even as big as it right here. So there's that. So I don't, I don't remember. Um, what is he here for a while? Yeah, yeah. We, we we're gonna get we're gonna get some time with him. Okay, so now um, we've moved on to the new Midnight Express. Um, Harper, well, do, do you, you feel at all? Do you have anything else from the promo, though, Doc? No. No, do you okay. feel at all guilty about bringing up the good name of country singer Joe Diffie with the Midnights and now you killed him? Yeah, I know, huh? Just like what, three, four weeks ago you were like, Randy Rose looks like Joe Diffie and then coronavirus, and then coronavirus yeah. went over there and piled over him. What the fuck? It's messed up. Come on, man. I killed you know, Joe Diffie. Grow up. <laughs> That's an admission of guilt. <laughs> Bro, y'all brought the man up, and then he dies like two weeks later. I know. That's and if we have those crazy. kind of powers, if we have those kind of powers, there's a whole bunch of people that ought to get worried. <laughs> <laughs> You're an asshole. Oh man! And if I, if we up. can just reroute the virus to people's houses, that'd be pretty cool, huh? No, it's not cool. All right. Um, we got the Midnight Express here. Paul Lee's Midnight Express. They defeat Jerry Price, Rick Allen. Paul Lee is on the microphone explaining that the reason his Midnight is better is because the moves that Eaton does are what his Midnight taught Eaton. 
And that's where it's all coming from. Paul Lee says they're going to have no problem beating Cornets midnight at Starcade. So stay tuned to the Starcade review that is coming in a few weeks. Anything else we're from actually, you, Hopper? We're really going to do that? Yes. How do we do that again? I mean, it's been a year. So tell tell me and the people how we – I mean, we've got a we've got, – you got to admit, we got a whole bunch of new listeners since last year's Starcade. We need to tell them how, how this works. Well, we always do Starcade in two parts because it's, you know, such a long show and it's a lot to talk about. And actually, this Starcade is, is, is good. Aside from the JYD-Ivan match with the Russian Assassins, it's a, it's, to me, it's a, it's a good Starcade. There's a lot of good stuff to talk about. it. So we do a part one and part two with it. That's how we've so always next, done it. So next week's show will be the go-home show for Starcade, and then we'll do the next two weeks will be Starcade. That's, that's what you're telling me? That's right. All right. Well, lock and yeah. loaded, dude. Yeah. So next week's show is December 24th of 88. And then after that is Starcade, which took place on December 26th of 88. So we've always, Man, we're we've getting, always we're done getting this close. I can feel the excitement in the air. I can too. Even though it's not Starcade 85. Uh, it's still, it's a good Starcade. It's an underrated Starcade in my opinion, but we'll get there. Uh, Hopper, anything from the original midnight match right here with Paulie? Nah. All right. So we go straight from that to Barry Windham, who defeats Ryan Wagner. Uh, Gary Hart comes out during the match to say a few things as he talks about the bunkhouse stampedes that are coming up. And then JJ addresses that in the inset, in the promo up next. Windham is going to win that match with, with pretty much no problem. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on Barry Windham versus Ryan Wagner? I was confused. So why is Gary Hart out? And then they're doing a mini stampede with the managers. That doesn't yeah. sound fun at all. And it's, it's, um, I think they do the first stampede. God, I haven't seen it in a while. I think they do the first stampede at the very end of Starcade. Like, Flair is cutting a promo at the end of Starcade, and you can hear the ring announcer announcing, I think, the first stampede. But anyway, we'll get there uh, in a few weeks. Hopper, any thoughts on Wyndham and Wagner? No. All right. Nothing. Uh, yeah, I didn't think so. All right, so let's go to um, Barry Windham and J.J. Dillon, who are going to be there out here cutting a promo. Here it is. And one of the big keys to being real bad would be perfect execution. As Jim Ross said, we saw it from the U.S. Heavyweight Champion right there. You know, that's exactly right. We're real close to the holiday season, and unfortunately, I'm so busy with my business affairs that I'm really not having a chance to enjoy all the merriment. But I will celebrate the evening of December 26th after Ric Flair walks the aisle, as he likes to say, as the World Heavyweight Champion come in both directions. And the same thing applying to Mr. Barry Windham in spite of Sir Oliver Humperdinck in this Bam Bam Bigelow. But, you know, I'm listening and I hear Gary Hart out here. You see, Gary Hart's already looking into the new year looking at these special bunkhouse stampedes they're talking about where the great minds of professional wrestling will get a chance to exhibit their physical abilities. Well, for $10,000, even with uh, all my success of being manager of the year, I think it'd be fitting that I would be in there and maybe settle a little few personal accounts of my own. But before we get to next year, We've got the 26th, and it's going to be a big, big night for you, champ. You know, it's going to be a very Merry Christmas for the Nature Boy and myself. James J. Dillon has assured me and the World Heavyweight Champion that this is going to be a Christmas and not be forgotten for a long time. United States Heavyweight Championship <laughs> and the World Heavyweight Championship.
heavyweight championship are going to stay with the horsemen for a very long time. So Bam Bam Bigelow, as you can just see how I was out there, long and lean and mean as I will ever be, the United States Heavyweight Championship is going to come home with me on the day after Christmas, and I'm going to celebrate like never before. More on World Championship Wrestling fans right after this timeout. I wanted to play because I thought it was meat and potatoes, but Doc, what did you have from it? Uh, yeah, I thought it was meat and potatoes too, but I thought Barry was just really smooth there, and man, they like him. The people like him. I don't know, man. It's hard sometimes to judge the studio, but the Texas I mean, they Broncos. Do. Well, let me get yeah. Harper first, and then we'll talk about this. Harper, do you have anything from Barry and JJ? I mean, Barry sounded great. Yeah. You know what made it good too? Both uh, of them took less than two minutes to, total to get their points across. I'm just saying. Sometimes you just got to go out there, 120 seconds or less. You got your manager says a few words. You say a few words. Meat and potatoes, but it gets the point across. We got one more week before Starcade. One more week uh, before the uh, Starcade Go Home show, and that's it. You ain't got to get out there and go for five, six, seven, fifteen minutes like we see nowadays. But that's it. That's all I'm gonna say. And then, Doc, you just mentioned, we got the Texas Broncos out there who defeat Curtis Thompson and Bill Holiday, Dustin Rhodes and Kendall Windham. Doc, you weren't here last week when we first saw Dustin for the first time. What are your thoughts? Um, Let me refer to my notes. So, By the way, don't get too attached to this tag team, but just leave it at that. Who has worse hair, Kendall or Dustin? Uh... I think Dustin, because he purposely cut it like that. That's true. <laughs> That's fair. It took some yeah. effort. Wait, wait, wait. Let's stop. Harper, how much effort did that take for to Dustin to do what he's done to his head? Not like much. <laughs> you ever got drunk and just shaved your head or something? <laughs> hey, hey, Doc, I was telling uh, Mikey looks like the guy from Footloose. Oh. He probably never seen Footloose. Yeah, I have. Oh, okay. It looks just like him, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I also had that. How was having a mohawk in 1988? Babyface. Well, wasn't Mr. T a babyface with a mohawk? Mm, that's different. Black people don't count. Yeah. Whoa. We're different. What? <laughs> I meant like in this equation. <laughs> you are. They count. A straight buffoon no. and clown. No, no, no. What an no, what I, no, no. Really? What, no, no. What I mean is, black people have different rules when it comes to hair. Like, it's a lot easier for you and your kind to pull off being bald. And, and there's just different rules. I'm, I'm talking about for our people, the, the whites, that the mohawk was not a, a baby face move. That was a nice clothesline from Kendall. Yeah, whatever. You ruined it. You're an idiot. Uh, Hopper, any, what do you what? have from this? I love how you just tried to clean up your racist bowl. Yeah. It's, not, just it's not racism. We're, we are different, and that's okay. We come together through our differences, Mike. Mm -hmm. True. <laughs> we show our unity through our differences. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. Whatever. Um, Hopper, Dustin looks good. This? Dustin looks good. He's very young. He looks good, though. He's fucking 19. 
So last week in this show, did they like make a big deal of it? Did Dusty come out? No, I mean, Dusty didn't come no. Out. See, is that the best we can do then? Come on, this is the this is the quote unquote top babyface Booker man's kid, and he's not he's using the name. This is all we get. Well, he ain't the Booker man no more for one, and two, it's pro- probably a good idea that he didn't come out because. It's not needed. I mean, we already know he's his kid. We don't need Dusty out there who we're all fed up with at this point. I'm not. What's wrong with that? Yeah, whatever. You're fed up with Dusty? Everybody's fed up with him. What other thoughts do you have? I'm not going to play your little games here tonight. Isn't it like, I mean, Oli came out with Brian Anderson. Yeah, that was real effective. Let me tell you how that got over in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Hopper. Man. How many snoozes did you take a, a how many times did you fall asleep on a Brian Anderson match in Smoky Mountain Wrestling against Tracy Smothers? Yeah, with the with the Matt wrestling. Good God. Look, and they're two pros. It ain't Smothers and it ain't Brian Anderson. It just was not good TV. It was like, uh, what are we watching here? So you want to come with a better example, Doc? About no. father giving a son their rub? Uh, Rick and da- David Flair. Yeah, that really was a good rub too. Okay, the, the, he got over better because he was slaying what's her name with the Stacey long legs. Mm. Yes, I bet you were all the way into her at that time, huh? I wasn't the only one. Yeah, what did you want to Har- do, Harper? What? Stacy Keebler. Oh yeah, she was hot. See, you'd make out with her, Harper. Yeah. Do more than that. Okay, who was hotter, her or Tori Wilson? Mm, Tori Wilson had had like I think she had a better body. Mm. Okay, gotta go with Keebler, even though. Yeah, I gotta go with Stacy Keebler. I gotta go with Sasha Banks. No, you said between two other... What are you talking... Why are you bringing her into this? She was on the other night, and LaFonda said, is that that girl that Mike likes? You've already told that story a few times. It's it's very ineffective, just so you know. It's, you, you, you're making stuff up now, because you, you said this before. No, I didn't. Well, I tell you what. She was on SmackDown the Friday before WrestleMania with this uh-huh. blue cat suit on. Holy Lord have mercy. Her husband is a lucky man. I know, huh? Oof. I mean, my head was hurting. That's how. Oof. All right. Let's go to Lex Luger now after the Texas Broncos defeated Curtis Thompson and Bill Holiday. Ladies and gentlemen, we're only a few days away from the Super Bowl of Wrestling as we have been terming it Starcade 88 True Grit. And I know that this man, Lex Luger, is spending, I know, virtually every waking hour in training and in preparation. A lot of preparation goes on not only in the gymnasium, Lex, but in the film room. I know you studied tapes of, for, for years of Ric Flair, and I know you think you've got him down, and we want to wish you the very best of luck. Well, thank you very much, Jim. You know, I come out here, tank tops, tearing them off. I said standard wraps till after Christmas, because the day after Christmas, is the biggest, is the culmination of everything I've done since I've been four years old. Everything I've trained for. I've trained to be an athlete. 
from a very young age and be the very best at whatever I do. I've chosen the sport of professional wrestling to make my way. Now there's so much surrounding, so much controversy surrounding Ric Flair and myself for the past six months. Controversy as far as how, is, how often Ric Flair would wrestle me. They've been very few. Controversy, controversy is how the match went. Disqualifications, double count outs. It seemed like Ric Flair was on the edge of the cliff. He's hanging on by a thread. No one denies your credentials, Ric Flair. You have been the greatest world's heavyweight champion of all time. I don't doubt that. I don't think anybody out in the audience does. But why the different approach with Lex Luger? This is the ultimate confrontation. This is your biggest challenge. This is my biggest challenge. This is the confrontation between the now style and the style of tomorrow. I am a power wrestler. I don't try to out finesse people. You are the most skilled, technically sound, scientific wrestler business. That's why people say Ric Flair. You know, Jimmy, he's not 270 pounds. How does he keep the belt? Because he is without doubt the most scientific, gifted wrestler with wrestling moves in our sport today. But Ric Flair, you finally met the man whose power style, whose athletic ability overwhelms your tremendous wrestling abilities. That's why you've avoided me. That's why you've disqualified yourself. That's why you've been hanging on by a thread. Well, I've had to wait a long, long time for this match, Nature Boy. Over two months for one world title shot is coming in the biggest event in professional wrestling. It's coming in Starcade 88, True Grit. And Nature Boy, I plan to take full availability of this opportunity because it's right up my alley. It's what I finally asked for, and that is a no disqualification match. That means the best man wins, and I'm confident that I'm the best man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, remember that special stipulation. A disqualification in that match counts the same as a pinfall. We'll talk more about that in Starcade. Right now, let's go to the ring and another great superstar, Stuff Eddie Gilbert. I really liked Luger there. Doc, what did you have from it? So it seemed like he was stumbling over a lot of words there at the beginning. But I'm going to give him a pass because I did like him, the overall message and tone he was getting across. Man, this is the culmination of what he's been after his entire life. And given the nature boy is due, and how does he keep the belt? He's not 270. I, I, you know, we've talked about this ad nauseum. I'm not the biggest Lex Luger fan in the world. But I am looking forward to this match at Starcade. Me too. And I like the fact that they clarified the stipulation there where if, if Flair is DQ'd, Lex would win. So I thought that was good that they mentioned that. Um, I'm with you, Doc. I'm looking forward to it as well. Harper, what'd you have? Did you like his Z Gabaricis? <laughs> Let's go back to it. Can we see it real good? You can see him at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah let, let me rewind it. So if you're watching on Patreon, you'll see it. <laughs> Got the, uh, there it is. You can see. There. <laughs> uh, see Cabaret You ever own those? Yeah. Yeah, I remember wearing those. God damn, kid. You... Thought, thought I was hot shit. The only ones I would get were the ones that my mom would buy at fucking TJ Maxx with the with something's fucked up with them. Doc, 
Can you see him with those on? I can see him being a prick walking down the hall in high school, just <laughs> dumping some nerd on the head <laughs> with this trap, with this trapper keeper, with a fucking motocross bike on it, and just <laughs> just gold chain, and just wrapping motherfuckers on the forehead, on the top of the head, with his knuckles, and just. That's Harborizing nice. everybody. <laughs> All oh, right. good kid. Head full of hair. I did have before that. I I did have hair. On oh, more than little Harper downstairs, he had hair everywhere. Mm-hmm. Come on. Whoa. <laughs> Grow up. What are you twelve? What's wrong with you? Clean this up, Harper. What the hell, man? Get control of this. What the hell, Harper? You talking about hair on your nuts and whatnot? What's going on <laughs> Harper, here, man? That's Harper's why I can't friend. listen to y'all. I don't give a damn what Jim Cornette says. Talking about y'all need to listen to Book of the Territory. Harper's friends here. They sit there and they talk about, you know, all kinds of stupid stuff. Grow up, man. Go ahead, Doc. Well, I do want to know on a different topic. So, Harper, do you have any ladies on speed dial right now? Or is the quarantine really oh, just, God, just bro. shutting you down? I've had to break uh, uh, quarantine. Oh, Uh-oh. really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Who'd you get? I got yeah. AIDS, man. Fuck. <laughs> okay, so I got needs, man. Wait, so you I got that, brother? You got a rotation. I get it. You're like a you're like a baseball team that needs a starting pitching rotation. Yeah. Um. So, what's off limits? During the quarantine, I mean, are you worried about is uh, is it just full contact? Everything goes like normal, or hey, maybe we shouldn't be kissing and spot swapping spit. Or I mean, know, the thing is, once you just touch someone, so it, it's just kind of that's that's not true. Yeah, it's right. This is this is a respiratory infection. No, but you can't got, you just you could get you could catch it from fucking. On someone's clothes or <laughs> clothes are good. clothes are not a, supposedly a good transmission vehicle. Um, I, I I think what we're really all interested in knowing is does this stop the circle circle dot dot action? Uh, it depends. <laughs> okay, well that leads me to my next question. What exactly does that depend upon? It depends on who it is. Well, wouldn't that have been the case pre-virus? I mean, someone, some are jobbers and some are main eventers. So, is your rotate? What's your rotation look like right now during the virus? Is it <sighs> mid card talent? Yeah, curtain jerkers. I got fucking uh, a bunch of. I got a an Italian stallion and and a fucking uh, a big bear collie. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh God! But but notice, Mike. No no, eighty eight junkyard dogs are roaming around. <laughs> I notice he hasn't said circle circle dot dot is not happening. He's right. Not told you he ain't doing that. So come on, dude. You got to stop eating ass right now. Yeah. I think I know which one he's going to take the ride over to. Who? Luland, Hornville area, maybe? Nah, uh-uh. 
Oh, okay. Whoa. Oh, well, this is surprising. Harper didn't tell you. Just because he tells you some of them don't mean he tells you all of them. Yeah, for wow. real. Give me a city. Give me a town, then. Mattery. Oh, well, okay. All right. He don't even have to make long trips. He doesn't have to go into New Orleans for this one. He's like 10 minutes away, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you, get, you get pulled over, you tell him you're on, you're on a, an essential worker. <laughs> <laughs> Making an essential pit stop. I got needed, <laughs> You tell any police officer in the nation that you're good to go. He's like, hey, man, I can't argue with that. Get it. Get it. I got this thing to put on my dashboard before I got furloughed that said that. Jesus Christ. That's yeah. <laughs> Okay. Eddie Gilbert defeats Mike Jackson. Jackson and Gilbert, they go for a very long time. Doc, did you have any thoughts from that? I like Eddie Gilbert a lot. I need him to be a heel. Well, get used to babyface Eddie Gilbert for a little while. For a while. Yeah, I think I he's better as a heel. I do too. I do too. He's he's much better as a heel. But get used to. Um, I don't want to spoil anything or give anything away going into '89. But I'm just saying, get man, used to him. Man, Mike Jackson just took down the singlet and said, "Let's go." Yeah, let's fight. Let's fight, bro. Math teacher, Ron Mike Jackson. Oh, uh, that's a good question, but don't. He's not here right now, but don't worry. Are they still a tag team. Him and mm-hmm. him and um Gilbert. Yeah, I don't remember what they do with them. I, I but I know Gilbert is about to go into another direction in in the new year. So is it banging Missy Hyatt's guts out? Yeah, where's she at? I'm not talking. I'm not talking. She's coming, Hopper. Don't worry, but I'm not talking about She that. sure is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get uh, it to that bitch. I break, cor- break, cor- break quarantine for her. I bet you would. I bet you also would, <laughs> even in 2020. I would. Fuck it. Would you break quarantine even in 2020 for some 2020 Missy? I wouldn't put it past me. That means yes, everyone. He yeah. We'll just lay in a bed. You could tell me all the old stories. And then you go, circle, circle, dot, dot. I don't think Harper's taking the quarantine very seriously. He goes to the Circle K for beer. <laughs> he goes to the Broad's house to bang. You know, stay at home means stay at home, Harper. I do stay at home. You're not doing your part. I'm all fucking day. Bruh, I, I haven't been out of the house other than to walk the dog. This is day 18. God damn. Yeah. And we're we're into week four of I haven't been anywhere except to walk the dog into the grocery store. Yeah, you also have a wife at home where you're getting some of those needs met that Harper has to get out the house. Exactly. Send your mom out. What, Doc? Send send your mama to the store. No, his mama can't take care of circle, circle, dot, dots. Oh, well, That's a, I, I, there's a joke there, but I'm not going to because I like Harper. No, I mean, look, here. let's be real here. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Maybe not that actual act, but the act of what happens during circle, circle, dot, dot, before and after, maybe. That's an essential human activity. I don't care what anybody says. The man's got needs and he's got to get out. Yeah. This fucking jerking off shit's like a... It, I mean, I can only eat so many fucking MREs. I gotta eat some real fucking food. 
<laughs> and that's why you listen to this show. Not really about wrestling now, is it? All right, here we go. Let's keep going. Any other thoughts on Gilbert and Mike Jackson, Hopper? No. Well, we're going to go to Hopper's favorite team, the Commandos, next. They're going to defeat Eddie Sweat and Randy Malky. <laughs> As Hopper told me last week, nothing about, or, or two weeks ago, nothing about these two guys, says Commandos. Doc, your thoughts. Wearing, Malky... Well, that's bullshit. They're wearing camouflage. They don't, bruh. <laughs> Dude. Here it do they look like they were like special forces soldiers? They look like they they look like they're gonna commando at the pie eating contest. <laughs> oh my god! The commandos. I mean, they don't even come out waving a flag or anything. They're like Jesus Christ, man! Twenty twenty America, a bunch of fat sap. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly this. That's kind of like they ought to be the diabetes crew. That's nice. They call them the the Diabetic Express. They call them that. Their finishers, the insulin injection. (laughs) (laughs) Boogie, nothing about you, says. Their their finishers, the insulin shock. Here it comes. (laughs) Boom! There it is. These guys are certainly a step down from the sheep herders on the mid-card tag team scene. I will tell you that. Yeah. They don't do nothing with them. That's the thing. And as Mal- and Malky is just taking ridiculous bumps from them during this match. What else is new? But now we now we're in a problem because we have the Russian assassins playing the role of the Bruise Brothers from Smoky Mountain, <clears throat> and then you got these guys playing the role of the Moon Dogs. It ain't good. Actually, that's an insult to these guys to call them the Moon Dogs. Do they? Ever in my opinion. Do we get to hear their voice? Hell no. At least I don't remember the from when Ray I Candy's watched it. About, Ray Candy's about to retire. They're both just about done with wrestling, I think, at this point. I don't remember. I think oh, you're shit. right about Candy. If, I don't know about the other one. If they don't die from hypertension, diabetes, or cholesterol, those their oh. joints have got to be about to blow out from carrying all that weight. That's not true, but okay. All right. Any other thoughts on this, Doc? Didn't Ray Candy die like a heart attack before he was 50? Something like that. Well, but uh, we'll keep going. I, I, I just, I just don't have anything else from this. The other bulky's in jail right now, isn't he? Something like that. For, or was in jail, wasn't he? I don't remember. That mulky though that was in that match just now, he's flopping around like a son of a gun. That's Fritz von Mulkey, right? <laughs> Whatever, Doc. I'm sorry, Fritz, Doc. Whoever, whoever you are. Anyway, I love the fact that people really, Fritz gets on Twitter and people really do think it's you sometimes. They I do. love it. He's from, he's from a different state and he says he likes the Redskins. That's uh, yeah, that's just kayfabe. You're, you're protecting the gimmick with that. <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah, I'm uh, not, I can't do that. Yeah, I know. I know. There's some things you won't fake, right? Hey, uh, Humperdinck got a new shirt. Yeah, I see that. Humperdinck got a new shirt, and Humperdinck wants to get canceled in 2020 for saying what he's about to say. But let me go ahead and hit play. Here it is. Now, because Barry Windham, Bam Bam Bigelow will collide for that U.S. Heavyweight title. But, however, let's touch on a subject that Gary Hart brought up about a manager's bunkhouse stampede coming up. Well, as you know, Tony, it's been a while since I've actually had the tights on and been in the ring. But it's an enticing offer. $10,000 is a prize. And the competition, when you look at it, isn't that tough. You've got James J. Dillon, 
You've got Paulie dangerously. You've got Gary Hart, who is a very treacherous. I heard what he said about me. Well, I don't like you either, Hart. You understand that? He's a treacherous individual. I've known him for a long time. You got guys like Jim Cornette. These guys would do anything for a dollar. Believe me, I know. I know them all real well. In fact, I would do anything for a dollar, too. And that's exactly why I'm going to participate in this thing. But there is a rumor circulating around that there's actually going to be a female manager what we've heard. in this bunkhouse battle royal. I'm far from being a chauvinist, <laughs> but I believe that girls don't belong in a ring with guys. It was a chess match, okay, a checkers match, okay, but in a professional wrestling ring, you're going to get treated the same way that all those other guys are going to get treated by me, at least, because $10,000 is on the line, and uh, it, it's not a lot of money to me, but uh, $10,000 will, uh, you know, Pay a few tabs, I guess. Absolutely. But what I want to talk about is next week right here on TBS, Eddie Gilbert versus Barry Windham. As we get down to it, that's the 24th Christmas Eve. The next couple nights, you're going to be sweating bullets, brother, because I've got a big surprise for Mr. Barry Windham and J.J. Dillon. And, of course, that surprise has to do with Bam Bam Bigelow. Fans, coming up next, Rick Steiner. Don't you dare go away. I thought Humperdinck was good there. He'd get canceled, though, in 2020 with his chauvinistic comments. Doc, what did you think? I, I just don't know how we could think that putting these managers in this match is a good idea. Yeah. Who does who does that get over? Corny can bump. We've, we've learned yeah. that. But well, J J J and J JJ's good, too. Yeah. But Humperdinck is going to be a disaster. Uh, Gary Hart was a phenomenal manager, but couldn't take bumps. Paul Lee. I mean, this is just not a good idea. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and I got to agree with him. Hey, look, man, you want to, you want to pay a broad the same money for the same job. I say that that should, that should happen. Um, that's fine. And, mm -hmm. and um, But I don't want to watch men and women wrestle together. It makes me uncomfortable. Um, Hopper, you got anything from this? Well, is it, is it, is it, uh, Missy? She's the girl? Uh, I hope so. I'd like to see her get her <laughs> chest chopped. Come on, you see? You're so dirty. You dirty bastard, you. <laughs> um, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me chest chop you so to break the skin, and then I can, when I jizz in there, the infection can get in there. God! What is wrong with you? Why? That's my shout-out to my, my filthy brothers down in, in Australia that, that appreciate this. They're always <laughs> wanting us to push the... Unconvinced Ray always wants us to push the envelope on filth. He does. So we can't get sponsors. Now, that ship sailed. We're never going to have sponsors. Now, uh, no, you know, that's I, not true. There are people who actually contact me, and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. But there are companies I hear from. The problem is said, the pain no, no, any no. little bit of money that they want to give you to to peddle their stuff that you don't even believe in. What would you say? You told them we're black owned and black. <laughs> 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 I got a college education and a criminal record. I don't take orders from nobody. I know how to make decisions myself. Thank you, New Jack. 
<laughs> yeah, so I heard that the virus isn't hitting Australia this year. We'll see about that. We need a report from Down Under from uh, Unconvinced Ray that to see if um, they're under quarantine in the land down under. He'll he'll respond. He'll respond to this. And, and we need we need disp- Hey, here's the other thing. If you're listening to us from outside the United States, send us a dispatch about what's going on in your country because we don't know. I mean, we're stuck in our houses. That's true. Send it to at BTT underscore podcast on Twitter or book. We may read some of them on the air just so that everybody can kind of feel connected throughout this time. Maybe instead of a doc spotlight, dogaholic spotlight, we'll read some of uh, what you're doing to get through the pandemic and what it's like in your part of the world. But I, I, I have a feeling. We're going to have to be careful because there's going to be a lot of spot monkeys here. Of course, there always is. Global, global spot monkeys. Hopper, any other thoughts from Humperdinck as we get back on track? No. All right. Well, Rick Steiner's out there. And, man, let me tell you something. These people love him. They are chanting for him. Um, I, I got to play it because it's just so buffoonerish. It's just buffoonery, what? but what, Doc? Nothing. You know, he okay. went from he went from being like Boo Bradley to now he's just straight up like Eugene. <laughs> That's not true. Here it is. Well, as we said right before the break, it's time for Rick Steiner to come out here. We always look forward to Rick Steiner because we really don't know what to expect with Rick Steiner unless it's in the ring. Then we know to expect to win. He's got a big match coming up, as we said, with Mike Rotunda for the World Television. He certainly does. And we're going to see Rotunda and Williams also in the hour. Also, the Stinger is here. And Road Warrior... There you go. Hey, there he is. It's Christmas time. How you doing? Good. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, Alex is going to see Jingle Bells. Alex? I don't hear Alex. What are you bringing in? Great. It was great. Oh, it was wonderful. Alex is great. Alex, what did you bring your dog for? This ain't my dog. This is Alex. Alex bought himself a Christmas present. They bought it? I thought Santa Claus brought this to me, I heard. Well, yeah, he did the same thing. Yeah. Santa, so Alex has been a, good, been a good boy, huh? Yeah, yeah, sure. So what's, what's Alex's dog's name here? I don't know. Alex won't tell me his name. I don't know. You know this dog. Well, why don't you ask him? Maybe Alex will tell us. No. What? Well, I tell you, it's a, it's a very nice dog. The dog obviously likes me, and most dogs do. I tell you. Uh, but you, you've got. To, well, I guess I'll hold the dog, and he, he's going to wrestle. And I hope this dog is trained, and you know what I mean. Yeah, and I hope that he doesn't mistake you for a tree either, Jim. Or you can get your own ride home. I, I don't have that. Uh, I'm glad I don't have that Timberline cologne on here. There's Jim, and there's the dog. And I know that's Jim Ross. The only thing that would have made that better is if he reached in his coat pocket and produced some kibble and just handed it to him. Dude. JR does not, he's acting like he doesn't have a clue that this is going to happen. He's sitting there with this, that dog's got to be 25 pounds, man. It's not, I mean, it's not a big dog, but he's, he's a puppy, but he's got some size on him. Uh, Hopper, what'd you think? Man, Uh-oh. Hopper went to take a dump. Well, he might have left to go eat some ass. Uh, what did you think, Doc? About the promo? The dog was at it was Alex, the Stroh's dog. Wait, wait. Did you say whose dog was that? That's what he said. Okay. He's he's he must be cutting out or something because he, he was. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, your connection has the virus. Yeah, your oh, connection is COVID nineteen. The the uh the dog that's got to be a 
a, a shelter dog, right, Doc? Wouldn't you think, like, from the local, like, shelter or something? Uh, I mean, how could you? I, we can't know that. He's just coming over to see his doggy now, though. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he handed him back to JR. JR's not doing his job. JR didn't want to hold the dog. JR gave the dog to somebody else. and That's a cute little something. puppy dog. You know what? If you don't yeah. like dogs, there's something wrong with you. Dogs are wonderful animals, man. It's true. <laughs> yeah, we got three of them. We got three of them in the last three months. Jesus Christ. Hopper, let's try you again. What did you, what did you have from Steiner? I love when he comes out. He's so fucking unpredictable. Even though we say or fucking do. He's so... God, he... y'all can't hear me? <laughs> he just turned into the... He's turned into the... Why is Go Mike ahead, in the ring? Stop. Um, you're nice. Is that kid wearing a Corona shirt? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. That could have been the, the like the signal. Is that a Corona shirt? No, it's his no, body on it. it's his body. I think that's his booty. <laughs> oh. okay. Do you grow up ever? Do you ever grow up? Do you ever act more mature after age? No. She's going to be 50 and you're going to be acting like a freaking six-year-old, huh? God. I'm going to have to ship Harper a uh, Ethernet cord, Doc. What do you think? Yes. A what? An Ethernet cord. He just okay. Yeah. He just won't connect it. <laughs> All right. We keep it moving. Uh, Rick Steiner does defeat George South. Uh, JR and Tony go back and forth with the dog during the match. They, they play with JR and the dog and blah, 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 blah. All that goes on. Then we go to Dr. Death, uh, Mike Rotunda, who defeat Gary Royal and Randy Hogan. Sullivan actually joins the commentary team during the match, and Sullivan asked JR if that was his date out here, referring to the dog that JR was holding. And JR. Doesn't seem too flattered and says, come on, pal. He literally says, come on, pal, to Sullivan. And Sullivan says, I have seen her with you before. Boy, Sullivan was something else right there. Doc, your thoughts on that? He was something else right there. <laughs> uh, Hopper, are you here? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What you got? I just love fucking Rick Steiner. It's such a great character, and the people love it, and it's like, Where's the where's the money? Let's make money on this. Yeah. He comes across as they try to make I him watched, special. I but, watched uh, what was it? Road to Super Clash or Super Clash or some shit. Um the other night in eighty I guess it was eighty eight. And uh it was Ron Garvin versus Scott Steiner. And Ron Garvin beat him and gave Scott Steiner the chin nuts, man. I was like, Damn. for real. That's impressive. And let me tell you yeah. something about let me tell you something about, about Turner in TBS. They need to figure out this this inset promo that they do. No shit. It's awful. <laughs> it eats up too much of the screen. It's not that. They gotta play it at why are they playing it at an angle? Like you see what I'm talking about, Hopper? How the how it's at the, the TV's at an angle. It's making yeah. it a romp, like a rhombus or a trapezoid or some shit. Jesus. I guess they figured, let's kind of make it go sideways so it takes up less fucking space. 
it's terrible. Oh, it's so terrible. But it's neither here nor there. Doc, anything from this match? Not really. I mean, I like I like Doctor Death and Rotunda, but I like I like them better separate. Uh oh. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Rick's about to talk. I agree. I think we should all go to Ric Flair and let's listen to him spit some uh, spit some fire. Here it is. Start out, it was back in 1983, and I was there in the very first Starcade when this man defeated Harley Race to become the world heavyweight champion once again. And that was entitled, if we recall, A Flair for the Gold. This one can be entitled, maybe uh, A Flair Still Has the Gold. When it comes to the big matches, this man is always prepared. Rotoni Schiavone, Starcade is Ric Flair. Starcade is the National Wrestling Alliance. Now, Starcade is Ted Turner. Starcade is the wrestling event of all time. And Ric Flair, woo, just as so many times he has in the past, will walk that aisle looking as only he can look to face. The six foot five golden Adonis Lex Luger, who came out here tonight, the great athlete that he is, and have confronted the issue the way it had to be, and that was the world's heavyweight championship is the most prestigious trophy in all sports. And Luger, brother, you are the most physically awesome specimen in sports today. But the bottom line is, can you walk that aisle? Can you beat Ric Flair? Everything going your way. You have beaten every top contender in the world. You have been a horseman. You have known the bright lights, woo! The big cities, the pretty ladies, the limousines, the jet airplanes. You have tasted the success of being a champion. Now, to complete the whole deal, the total package has got to beat Ric Flair. You want that, the public wants that, everybody in the world wants Ric Flair to get beat Starcade night. You know why? Because the whole world, let's face it, doesn't like a guy that walks out here and tells you like it is. The bottom line is, I got a big mouth, but I'm the best. I'm overbearing, and I'm obnoxious, and I know it. Thousand dollar suits, limousines, the biggest house on the big side of town. It's all mine because I'm the world champion. And Luger, I want you to shut this mouth, pal. Starcade! Woo! The nature bar and the total package. <laughs> Woo! Don't forget that disqualification rule has been waived. The disqualification, the title will change hands, and we'll be back right after this. Well, Flair's good. Doc, what do you have? Yeah, my note was I get that everybody else needs to help to try to sell the pay per view, but really, he's the only one that matters because. You know, he's like, even though the people, a lot of the people are behind him, he's like, y'all want me to lose and blah, blah, blah. I'm obnoxious. I tell it like it is. Just, he's laying out the whole case right there for you about why you need to buy this pay-per-view and watch Luger pound him in the head. 
Talking him into the building. Talking him into the building. Yeah. He is, I mean, it's just a master class each and every week. I mean, again, and I say this with the ultimate respect, but how many things in day-to-day life is Ric Flair good at? Nothing. Right. You wouldn't <laughs> send him to the... You wouldn't... You would... You would rather send my seven-year-old son down the street to the grocery store, and he knows how to. He, he, I'm pretty sure he could find it with the list of three things. You would send my seven-year-old to Kroger to get those three things before you send Rick. Hundred percent agree. But he's the best talker and wrestler and performer in the business. I mean. Think how lucky he was to find professional wrestling. Because, you know, what else could he have done with his life? He was made for this. With his drinking issues? Well, I don't even call it issues. With the, with as much as he drinks and likes to party? Oh, I don't know. Harper, what do you think? He's just, this is so fucking perfect. I love all this shit. I don't know how he... He could. He couldn't do nothing else in life. This right. Is you. You. I mean, can you imagine him in like a an Adidas tracksuit, like shopping in the grocery store, or like, you know, I'm gonna run down to the mailbox and mail a couple of sitting down and writing checks for bills. Like I gotta pay the the. You know, I'm talking about in '88 before it was online. You know, I gotta pay the electric bill, or you know. I don't know. I'm just gonna go out and like change the air filter in my car. He didn't know how to do anything. Have you? I never forget this story. He told this on a podcast when podcasts were first starting to get like real big. He was talking. God, I don't know if it was Austin's podcast or what that he was on. But he was telling this story about and it was his it was his previous wife. So not who he's with now. And he was telling this story. And this was this was when he was with WWE, I believe. And I think think i think cena had like called them or something and was like uh at his hotel room and they were in the same hotel he's like let's go to the bar and have a drink so he's on the phone with his wife and he's about to go have a drink with cena down at the bar i think it was cena it might have been somebody else if i'm getting it wrong well the point of the, the point of the story is he's about to go have a drink so he tells his wife he's like yeah you know i'm sitting here um i'm gonna have a few drinks down at the bar with uh cena and his wife i thought about this because we say this all the time on the show his wife tells him when are you going to grow up? <laughs> he's like, he's like, what? And he hangs up and he goes and gets blitzed and has a few drinks with Cena and whatnot. That's like, Rick never, he never had to grow up. He still don't have to grow up. Well, he but here's like, the other, but he's also said this, not sometimes about sometimes attaining your peak. And, and I've, I've read books about this. I think Malcolm Gladwell wrote about this. Sometimes it's not only that you've, you kind of calibrate to your to your calling like Rick did, but it's also that you happened to, to to land in that area at exactly the right time in history. So the point, you know, the point is, is like Bill Gates, I think it was, or somebody else, Steve Jobs, one of those guys, like lived in a town where they had access to computers at a library or some shit. And it's like, so if that doesn't happen, and you don't have that aptitude. Like, so Rick said, I couldn't have been me today with Cena because there's too many camera phones. There's too much of a leash. It's a corporate environment. 
Rick came along at the right. He was the right guy at the right time. Hey, Harper, can you imagine Ric Flair coming along and being who he is in like 2010 when social media starts to explode? He wouldn't have lasted. He'd have been fired after week one. He would have been fired and it would have been for the, the, the women's rights groups and everyone else, the futurist female whole whole group would have fucking went crazy. <laughs> he came along at the right time in history. Yeah. When with national television, he was at the peak right at the right time with TBS. Dude, he couldn't have hit that mark better, Doc. He could not have hit it better. I agree. Uh, Harper, any other thoughts from you on this promo? I thought this was perfect. It's just perfect. How can you not like Rick, man? Let me show y'all something. You know how we talk about the little things? I want to give y'all a perfect example about the little things. Watch Flair before he starts talking when Tony's introducing him. He's adjusting tie, the cufflinks, the suit. It's little things like that that give the aura. He's like, I'm the champ and I'm better than you. So just like watch it right here. Watch him. He starts adjusting the cufflinks. Goes to the tie. Bruh, it screams, I am the world heavyweight champion before he ever says a word. Do you agree, Doc? As he went to go get another beer. That's nice. What about you, Harper? Do you see what I'm yes. talking about, though? Everything about him says superstar and champion. World champion. And that's mm-hmm. I need Doc for this next segment. Because what? First, we go to Sting, who defeats Keith Steinborn. Yeah. Okay. And then I am playing Sting's promo because... Why? Because Sting does something. He says something in this promo. And the Road Warriors are going to close out this show and tell Sting about himself. So here's Sting. It's short. Barely over 30 seconds. And our buddy Everett Star out there loves when we play Sting promos because he loves when Doc gets mad about it. Here's Sting. Ladies and gentlemen, as we mentioned and we have been talking about the... You want quiet here? looking for wasi what be very very quiet right. i'm hunting world warriors Ooh. need i say more ah! <laughs> well he's a man of few words and he is indeed hunting a road warrior team, as a matter of fact and we will see the road warriors in just a few moments right after this time out <laughs> that's the worst that's the worst one yet Doc. that's the worst Harper what do you think about that that's fucking hilarious uh. how how is that any different than the goofy ass shit that the uh, new breed was doing I think that's an insult to the new breed. Right. That should have that shit right there should have ended his career. <laughs> you know what else? You know what else it is? That is suffering succotash bad. Bro. <laughs> Let's look he's here it is. He's whispering. Here it goes. Listen. We're looking for. Wasi. What? Be very, be very, very quiet. 
I'm hunting woad warriors. Ooh. Need I say more? Ah! <laughs> well, <who's man> up? <laughs> Just terrible. I got a, I got a headache, Hopper, from laughing so hard. That's fucking. It, it's so stupid. Just stupid. <laughs> he was for the kids, like I told y'all, though. Yeah, he's talking about Bugs Bunny or whatever fucking Elmer Fudd. Okay, so here's the thing. I think he got that from Corny because Corny did that one time when he walked in before he cut a promo like two or three years ago in a promotion, and he and he had his tennis racket like up on his like shoulder like it was a rifle, and he walked by David Crockett and he goes, shh. David Crockett, I'm hunting, and I forget. I I don't know if he said row. I don't know if that was during a row wars food for feud or rock and roll express or whatever. But like I th- I felt like he got that from Corny, but the problem was he ain't pull it off like Corny because of that damn scream. Oh my god, Doc, I need you to say something, please. Save me here. He gets a reverse Rolex. <laughs> That's nice. All Hopper could do is laugh. It's just—it's it, it, so stupid that it's—it's it's, it's hilarious. It, so everybody says Sting was the MVP of WCW. Maybe that's why they went out of business. That ain't. Come on, yeah, Russo no, didn't have what? nothing to do come with that. Come on, what? And, and the, the freaking suits didn't figured, have nothing to do went, with that, right? They went back and they looked at all those promos and said the best thing we could do is shut this guy up, and throw him up in the rafters <laughs> for a year. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I wanted to play it because the Road Warriors then turn around in the next match and they defeat J.C. Wilde and Max Miles. And then the Road Warriors cut a promo, which sends us off air. And this has to be played because of what they Mm. tell Sting right Mm. here. This was a great response to that insanity with Sting screaming. and Sure as hell was. So let's go to that now. And I'm telling you right now, they're getting a freaking Rolex because of what they do here. Here it is. You didn't expect to see Sting and Dusty Rhodes in Starcade, but there's no doubt they are ready. We saw Sting just moments ago. Well, Tony Giovanni, hey Sting, you want to look for us? You come face to face. We don't need to jump you from behind. You don't need to look under the stinking ring or anywhere to find us. If you're hunting us, we'll look you face to face, then we'll kick your butt. You're a great wrestler. So's Dusty Rhodes, the great legend. Legends were made to be broken, and new legends were to be set. And that's what you get right here. My brother Hawk, myself, and the Braves, Paul Ellering. We knew exactly what we were doing, Dusty Rhodes. Sting, we knew exactly what we were doing to you. We knew what was in store for us, and we knew the consequences. And now, the 26th, we're going to see how much you want to fight and how much revenge you want to get. Tell him, Hawk. Tony Schiavone, the reason that Sting's looking for us is because his partner is having a hard time looking for anything. Tough luck, Popeye Rhodes. We don't care about you, we don't care about your eye, and we don't care about nothing. That's how we got to that top. Not caring. See, the Road Warriors are just a little bit different than everybody else in the NWA. Or haven't you noticed? You see, they care about mom, they care about dad, they care about spot, 
They care about uncles and aunts and grandmas and grandfathers. Well, we don't. All we care about is Hawk and Animal and Precious Paul. This is a brain that drives the brawn. Tell him, Paul. Uh, it's okay, Paul. We got the point there from Animal and Hawk. Doc, Animal's response was fantastic. What did you think? Animal was like, we're standing right here. You ain't got to look under the ring. We're right here. It made Sting look foolish. Hawk makes everybody look foolish. Just, I like him as heels, man. This is yeah. where they belong. Hover, what do you think? Yeah, I love Hawk. Hawk's so great, and I wish Animal wouldn't have shaved his uh, his uh, his uh, mohawk down. Do yeah, he did. He sure did. You can see it there, real good. Yeah. He trimmed it because it was getting some length on it. Yeah. Dude, Animal told Sting, bruh, let me tell you something, pal. You ain't got to be out here hollering and whispering and talking and looking for us. We'll look you in the eyes and whoop your ass. We're down here in the town square. We ain't hard to find. Bruh, he, he just was like, you ain't got the look. We right here. Don't go looking and whispering. We gonna and he was like, we're not going to jump you. We're going to do it right when you're looking at us. We're not going to do it from behind. That was great. And they got this match coming up, obviously, with Sting and Dusty at Starcade, so it made it even better. But I thought that was good. They get my Rolex just based on that. And that is how we end up going off air. So, Doc, any other thoughts before we give out the Rolex and or give out your Rolexes and rate this thing? Let's do this damn thing. All right, so uh, before we do so, I want to remind everyone, please use our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support the show without spending anything extra. I assume many of you are like uh, Doc and our wives where they're shopping online because, um, you know, you can't really go anywhere and get anything. So with that said, use that link, tinyurl.com slash Amazon, and uh, give that link to the wives, girlfriends, whatever you have in your life. Give it to your family members. Everybody who's shut in, if they're using Amazon right now, give that link to them and tell them to use it every time they shop on Amazon. show gets a little bit of kickback in return. I already said I am giving my uh, Rolex to the Row Warriors because they just told Sting to stick a you know, stick a sock in it and shut up. Doc, who are you giving your Rolex to? It's tough because, man, the Road Warriors deserve it, but I'm giving it to Rick because we're moving to, towards Starcade. It's the flagship show. He's the flag. He owns the flagship, the belt. So I'm giving it to Rick. Hopper, who are you giving yours to? I'll give mine to Rick, man. It's Starcade time, and he's about to fucking shine. He really is. Um, so we got to rate it. Doc, what are you going to rate it? Um, it's hard because not being here last week, I saw new faces that you guys have already seen. So I saw JYD. I saw Dustin Rhodes. I really miss Arn and Tully. Um, I'm going to say a B plus. I'm going to give it the same thing. I'm giving it a B plus. What are you giving yeah. it, Hopper? A B plus. That sounds about right. 
Bro, Sting's freaking scream was enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you what they did really good in this episode. They finished this episode really good. Mm -hmm. Sting with the scream and then Rowers telling him to shut up was excellent. And that's why I I could probably make an argument for an A-, minus, but I'll go with a B+. Look (laughs) at Sting's scream. (laughs) (laughs) God, that was so terrible. So, all right, Doc. Um... Well, I guess we need to take care of some business before we get up out of here. Uh, I, Everyone out there, the Wildcat show date was announced for June 27th in New Orleans. But I posted it on Twitter and then on Facebook. However, if you read the text of it, basically, Luke was saying as a promoter for X-Rated, look, we want to give some people hope. We realize, you know, things are still up in the air. I mean, you got to be honest at this point. It's probably 50 50 at best given the circumstances but with that said the venue is already booked everything was already booked so that's the date now he also went on to say if it has to be pushed back it has to be pushed back but for now it has been announced as june 27th in new orleans at the shamrock again we realize that may not be what happens but let's be hopeful and see where it goes Tune in next week and we'll give you an update. Um, yeah. Mike, are you you usually go to this? Are you going to be down there uh, licking people on the forehead like a bushwhacker? Probably not licking people like a bushwhacker. I'm going to have to see how this goes. I mean, I've got a mother-in-law I live with with a compromised immune system, so see, I do. See, I do too. And so that's the hard thing about re-entering society is, man. Look, with my white Lashley physique and my awesome genetics. I'm going to be fine, but I can't just come in here asymptomatically and cough on an old lady with, with you know, health issues. Yeah, just like that's, you. that's my issue, too. I don't want to bring anything home. Um, I mean, we're, we really are. You and I are really two of the most um, caring individuals that anybody would want to meet. We take care of so many people around us, right? Boy, you 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 are laying in the baby face work right now tonight, boy. Something what else. a nice guy, you see. Well, I did yeah. say that I wanted somebody to slap Missy Hyatt's chest open, and then I could jizz in it. Oh, come nice. see. Expedited infection transfer, but sure, baby face. Why not? <laughs> Turn it on at the end. All right, so we'll see. I definitely would like to go. I mean, it's the BTT meetup, so I, like, have to go if it happens. But You see? I mean, you know, and Harper's going to be there. and I'm going to be there. So everybody go get, get Corona first and then breathe directly into Mike's face. Dude, well, here's, here's the thing with it. If the city of New Orleans says, nah, brah, and they pull a Hogan, that ain't going to work for me, brother, and nothing's open, then... Bro, That's let me what's take gonna another. force the hand of things. So if keep that the city in mind. of if the city of New Orleans can't fish a dead Mexican out of a Hard Rock Cafe, then don't then don't tell me they're going to keep you safe in this virus. Harper, yeah. can you get control of this thing? I no. Oh, Harper sorry. knows what I'm talking about. That that <laughs> I mean, I heard that that dude's legs that you can see got the virus last week. Bro, he's yeah. still in the building, probably. Yeah. Two of them are still in there. See. That's messed Don't up. Don't worry about the corona. <laughs> They're just going to put an Elvis costume on him and a Michael Jackson costume. <laughs> <laughs> and make him an exhibit. Jesus Christ. That's nice. This is, That's this not is funny. Good. This is me. <laughs> this is 
He can't even get it out. He's such a <laughs> piece of shit. This is Miguelito Jackson. <laughs> you are up. going to hell. <laughs> that man's got a family. <laughs> well, then, then the city should fish his carcass out so they can bury it. <laughs> they haven't even been talking about that freaking hard rock with Corona. They got bigger fish to fry right now. Oh, right. boy. Okay. Well, with all of that said, so like I said, if it happens, which, I mean, Hopper, be real. Do you have your doubts at this point? Yeah. You yeah. should. So, we, so I realized I had a few people message me. Well, look, I know it's very much doubtful because of what's going on. And to be honest, Luke said that in the post. He's like, you know, hey, we're mindful. We're just trying to give people some hope. So, and again, if the city of New Orleans says, no, we're not open for business, then it's not happening because the business, it's, it's literally be it's held in this big, huge bar, which you is think, why it's called X-rated. You think Raven will get booked to come shoot up in the middle of the ring? I don't know, but Scorpio is supposed to be there and that'll oh, be cool. Yeah. And he can still go from what I'm told. So that'll be cool. How, how are you going to jump off the mall if the mall's closed? I know. We well, just jump can't. off the, I don't know. The Walmart. Walmart's still open. That's right. It's essential. Yeah, um, yeah PJ can jump off of that. <laughs> uh, also, uh, because it's been announced, but we don't know if it's happening, obviously tickets are not on sale. So if you go to Wildcat Sports and Entertainment on Facebook, just search Wildcat Sports on Facebook. You can see if the tickets are – you can keep, be kept up to date with if it's actually going to happen and when tickets are available. So there's that. I know I got people who always email me and ask me on Twitter when the tickets are going to be available. Dude, I, I don't know. I literally find out uh, when you do, uh, and that's that. I mean, so there there we go. Just stay tuned. Go follow them on Facebook and Twitter, and they will announce when tickets are on sale. Obviously, like I said, who knows? We're 50-50 right now. But let's plan on it happening sometime uh, before. Look, we got to get this squared away, Doc. We got to have football season, bro. You told me You told me yesterday you didn't think football season was going to start on time. I think it I will. Yeah, I right. I don't know if it's going to start on time. And here's the thing. I told you something that I really firmly believe in my heart right now. I would rather watch. I'm begging right now for an xfl game because it's just it's there is nothing there is no never in my life or yours have we not had any sport to watch at all i started watching watching sports at about seven or eight years old i've never stopped i I don't know what to do And then poor Hopper, he can only crank one off so many times. So yeah, Hopper, I, know. I mean, I told somebody last night that I would actually sell one of my kids into into child slavery if I could just see like the Blue Jays play the Indians tonight. Wow, what's wrong with you? I'm exaggerating for effect. I love my children, dog. Hopper, what were you about to, to say? When they get, Doc they both, you they off? both get to inherit all of these riches. That's nice, Hopper. What were you about to say when Doc cut you off? I think that I, I, so. It's like baseball season going to start up the same time as football. I bet you baseball question. plays. I bet you baseball figures out a way to play a half season. Something like that, yeah. Basketball's <laughs> done. Hockey's done. English soccer uh, is done. Because you can't have a baseball going into to the fucking winter. 
No. That's when the virus is going to kick back up, too. Is that well, true, Mike? I don't I'm not a doctor. What the hell are you asking me for? I, mean, I am. Ask Blasty. the Nichols. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Nichols actually has a good nursing program, though. You okay. see? Yeah. Well, hey, as we get out of here tonight, let me just say, we tried to make this show as much of a normal BTT po- show as, as we could, be filthy, be ridiculous. I'm going to end up with my little note just saying, hey, if you can stay home, stay home. If you got to go out, be safe. You need to take care of your friends, your parents, your grandparents, whatever you got out there, look after them, do what you can. This is going to go on a while, and you need to, you know, what you can what you can do to look out for those around you do that but you need to look out for everybody out there because let me tell you something this ain't political but the government ain't, ain't protecting nobody right now you need to stay your ass at home if you can <laughs> uh, i ain't going nowhere until i get a test i think i've already <laughs> had it i think i'm asymptomatic i already had this shit how do i know i don't know how do you know i don't know I'm never coming out again. <laughs> get us out of here. I'm tired. I'm drunk. Doc, anything else before we get out of here? Hopper, you got anything? No. Hit the tagline and get us home. Book it, bitch. <laughs>